You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FMB Wealth and Investment, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by ShareNet.co.za. Wayne, I'd like to look at your tweets, actually, in order to contextualise what we're going to say now, amongst other things, which I will introduce later on. But let me have a quick look. You talked about the RAND. RAND's possible USA bond yields dropping from 3% to 2.87 implies a worse slowdown in USA. You're talking about that. Then you're talking about the RAND weakening to 1466 seven and yeah pretty routine stuff Wayne but maybe we could start with something that isn't routine at all before we get on to the RAND and what's going to happen to the RAND tomorrow and Friday and that is EOH down another 11% to 11 Rand a share almost yeah look I must say that thing's down from 150 to 11 Rand a share yeah in the not too distant past you know it's it's astonishing I mean we all know the problems there and that is, there's always been acquisitions and um, items in the press, probably going back two and a half, three years now, about effectively bribery and corruption in respect of work that they do for government, various government departments. Now, we know they're a very big supplier of IT services via standing contracts to many, many government departments now they've the previous management has always trashed that you know that uh, particular rumors and of course they came out quite recently in the Eskom investigation that they were involved in some skullduggery in Eskom but everyone actually refuted that because that was investigated however the big one there's two big ones the one is Microsoft said you involved in skullduggery and we cancelling our distribution agreements, not just one set, they're actually cancelling two sets of distribution agreements because they are investigating these allegations directly and they do not want to be associated with it. And it will take us 10 months to a year to come to any sort of conclusion on it. That's the one side that has severely hurt the business. And then the other, the other thing that's hurt the business is their business model like a few companies, was predicated on a high share price. Yes. So as long as the share price was going up, they could buy other smaller companies at a significantly lower price and then effectively buy earnings. So that is great when you've got a good share price and people are prepared to sell their company to you and take your shares in exchange for that. But obviously when your share price takes a dive you cannot do it look they've restructured the whole management they've got uh, mr van Koller in there who i admire greatly and i think he will sort it out they're going to split it into two separate companies but it's going to take forever for that share price to get anywhere close to the previous highs but at this sort of level i certainly wouldn't sell but yeah it's just been it's it's actually been a tale over the last call it year and a half of just plenty of bombs going off, whether it's EOH, whether it's Steinhoff, whether it's uh, Mediclinic, and those aren't the only ones. You know, there's some, been some big bombs going off here in, 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 in the stock market, more so than what you would normally expect, to be honest. 
cast your mind back and think of a share called Dimension Data. It went from yes, one, I know it well. One fifty from up, nothing to, to one, yeah, I think during to, the auction, Wayne, it went to something like one hundred and twenty rand a share when it first listed in London, and there was yes, that absurd that situation. Was that was an anomaly. Abnormal, that yeah, yeah. So that was a true trading abnormality, but it went from went up to call it seventy five rand, which was yes. a more or less accurate trading price when it listed in London. All the way back to 15 rand and then back to null, essentially. Well, it went That's to 150 to 2 rand. Then it rallied from there up to yeah. 10 rand plus, and then it delisted. But that wasn't yes. tainted with scandal or anything like that, I don't think. I think no. it was just the over-enthusiasm for the tech stocks at the time. Yeah, yes. exactly. But EOH, yeah, if you look at the graphs, stock. it's very similar. So this thing could come down, then it could rally up. It could come down to 5 rand a share, rally up to 10, 15 again, and then delist. But yes. just before we leave EOH, is it still a business? Yes, it is still a business, yes. They have still got proper cash flows coming into the business, and they've got many, many contracts and lots of annuity income. So it is still a business, but the share price is going to do nothing until they have firmly put all of these allegations of bribery and corruption behind them. Hmm. All right. They, they've, they've just fundamentally got to do that. On your Twitter feed, you've been talking about the South African gold industry and the demise of that yes. great South African institution, 500 tons mined in 1990, now 130 tons. And you talk about electricity as an element when it comes to costs for whether it be a gold miner, a platinum miner, or an iron ore miner. And you say it's gone from 8% to 18%. And that's another, yes. not death knell, but it's certainly a drag for the mining industry. It, it clearly doesn't help that you have all of these wage pressures put onto it. I mean, the biggest single pressure on the platinum industry to a lesser extent, but clearly the gold mining industry, is 20 years ago you went 400 meters down in the ground and you hauled out a ton of earth that contained 6 grams of gold. Now you go 3 kilometers underground, you haul out a ton of earth that contains 1 gram of gold per ton. Gosh, That's the true problem. The gold ore reserve is depleting. And that's why, I mean, I also tweeted, I was at a lunch with a well-known, highly experienced mining manager. Yes. And, you know, in, in 1995, we mined 500 tons of gold. You know, like 2008, we mined 200 tons of gold. Now we're mining 130 tons of gold. And that's not all Eskom and wages and that it's actually the, the gold's no longer there. The good quality, high or content gold is just no longer there. The gold field's old. Yeah. 1970, we mined nearly 1,100 tonnes of gold. That was the peak production in South Africa. Yeah. This has been a, not a sunset industry, but an industry in production decline for the last, what is Correct. that, 50 years or so? Yeah, 50 years. Yes. This tweet interests me because it's got your normal, slightly deadpan humour behind it. It says here, chatting to our group economist about Moody's on Friday. Nice guy for an economist. Okay, what did the, yes. ni what did the nice guy say? I know some nice economists. We mustn't be unfair. No, what, no, no. What is he saying? You must, economist, you must just forgive him. I can't help it. Because no. um, <clears throat> I'm an accountant. Now, the, uh, at the end of the day, he's quite optimistic that on Friday we'll dodge the bullet on the full downgrade. And maybe he had a good night last night because you also said, you know, maybe they won't actually even downgrade the outlook to uh, from from stable to uh, the one downgrade from there 
from stable to negative. Yeah, he had a good so night. Maybe he had a very good night last night. Maybe he really he had a few did. Whiskies or something. Yeah. So he said maybe that won't even happen, but he seems to think that it will happen. But what he was quite emphatic about was that if we don't sort things out, in other words, if we carry on in South Africa as we did under the Zuma years, because I believe we've already sorted a few things out. Mm -hmm. If we carry on, if we go back to, let's call it the Zuma years, for want of a better description, he was in no doubt whatsoever that in a relatively short space of time, not only will we go junk status, is we'll have to go cap in hand to the IMF and get the bailout. Now, no country wants that. No. Because that comes with T's and C's that you can't dodge. There was an economist who was uh, at one of the major banks, not your bank, not your banking group, but at one of the big four so-called banks who was later disgraced and is no longer an economist there. But he said to me once, he said, this was about probably about a year before he was removed as the chief economist at this particular bank. And he said, one day South Africa will have to go, in the next 25 years, South Africa will have to go to the IMF cap in hand. And exactly what you've just said, we're getting, we're edging closer towards it. It probably won't happen. Everyone hopes it won't happen. But we are edging towards it. Yes. In the last 10 years, we have taken significant strides towards that. But I would say definitively we're not on the cusp of that stage yet mm. if we have another i don't know pick another five years ten years of what we had in the last ten years if it carries on down that route we will have to be cap in hand to the imf but i want to state quite strongly we're not anywhere close to that precipice yet but obviously if we don't change direction that will ultimately be where we will end up Yes, here's you know, another. Whether it's three or five or ten years, I mean, quite frankly, who knows? No, who knows? Um, somebody who thinks they know is another chief economist, another person. The, this person probably didn't have a good last night because this person says, SA business cycle, economic growth outlook weakening, MPC likely to remain on hold tomorrow, central banks globally seeing an increasingly dovish tilt. But the SA business cycle, and we're talking about the leading economic indicator here, which is a forward-looking indicator, Wayne, and I've spoken to two people and read two different articles, but they all say the same thing. We aren't going to get better. We're going to have to get worse before we get better. Look, I, as I said, I take a slightly different attitude to that in that I, I think we've already got the worst. I think, you know, literally the day before the ANC election last year was the bottom of the cycle in South Africa. And I think we have turned the cycle going up, although it seems very slow sometimes and sometimes it doesn't even seem as though you're actually doing it. But I think we have turned the cycle, obviously, on, on the positive of that. But mm. we can only see. I mean, we don't, we don't know this yet. We don't know this definitively at all. But at least, well, certainly that's what I think for what, you know, as you said a few times now, for what it's worth, that's what I think. Yeah, I hear different from other people and people love to knock South Africa, yeah. but I'm talking to people that are uh, passionate South Africans and they've, they're not throwing in the towel, but they're certainly becoming a little bit more despondent. In the past, they, they seem to have had some something to hang their hat on and say, well, yes, but have a look at this. But they don't, yeah. you know what they genuinely can't find, Wayne, is something to hang their hat on. The pegs have gone. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, I see your, your comment today that you actually feel unhated. 
Oh, well, that was because of a particular gentleman who's involved with a particular political party, and he didn't include me as one of the white majority anti-certain political parties journalists, and I felt a little yeah. bit left out, actually. Yeah, no, no, that actually, that, that was quite poor, that in DV. I said, you obviously have to step up the rhetoric a bit there. Yes, yes I don't want to get uh, followed home every night. That's the only thing that worries me. So no, no, I hear you on that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send them a picture or something. And um, But, yes, <laughs> but, Wayne, what else are you seeing at the moment, Wayne? Is this a quiet time for you as we wait for all these things, like elections and rating agencies and South African Reserve Look, Banks? I mean, obviously, we're waiting for it, but make no mistake, the market's flying here. Eh? Mm. Oh, it really is. The market's flying. It's up 1.3%. And despite the RAND sitting at, what's it, 1460-odd now, the financials are up as well. They're up probably the, well, they're, they're up with the rest of the market. Everything's up 1.3%. So we had 56,400-odd. And when you look at the year-to-date return on the market, I mean, we've gone from 51 to 57. So that's 12% this year. That's better than we've done in the last five years. We've done it in three months. It's a very simple so question. The market's flying at despite Why? everything else. Why? NASPERS, 2.9% higher. It was too, too cheap in the beginning of the year. and But most important by far was the change in the U.S. Federal Reserve stance on interest rates. That has given the impetus to world markets and ours as well. So despite all the negative in South Africa, the market's actually done quite well. And I think a lot of people forget that although it's called the Johannesburg Stock Exchange has actually got very little to do with South Africa. Yes. You know, only quicker number, 30% of the market's directly related to what happens in South Africa. Obviously, virtually 100% of the market is related to what the RAND does. You know, but yes, it's a relatively small proportion that's related directly to the South African economy. But why today? Is it NASPERS up uh, around about 3%? Because the S&P is down 8 points. The Dow Jones is down around about uh, 40 points. So this is a, an emerging market stroke South African good news story. Is it the weakness of the RAND? People are buying the RAND hedge stocks ahead of a potential of blowout on the RAND. What, what's yeah, the story the today? Some of that, but then, why, but then why, why are the financials going up? You know, if, the, if the RAND hedges are going up because the RAND's weak, then the financials should be going down because the RAND's weak, and yet they are up as much as anyone else. Mm. So I must admit, I don't quite follow that. So I, you, I, I haven't quite put that in my little brain box yet. So you get paid the big money. I don't get paid any money, and neither of us know. Yeah, but that is the case with the market. Sometimes, sometimes the market does things, and you just don't understand why it does it, and it's completely and utterly baffling as to why it does it. Yes, it is. Wayne, let's just wrap this up. Tomorrow, there's going to be a no-change stance from the South African Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee. Interest rates unchanged. They yes. will be non-controversial. On Friday, we get a negative outlook, but no junk status downgrade, even after what you said about your good night out the night before Economist. Would you say that that's a yeah. fair assumption for those two, those two eventualities? Yes, I think no... No change in interest rates definitively, and then a outlook change on Friday, but not a downgrade to junk status. Well, we'll speak next Wednesday, and we will review pronunciations of today. Wayne McCurry, thank you very much for your time. That was Wayne on Wednesday sure. with Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.